back to Parked Car Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell and I'm your host today and always because, well, quite frankly, this is literally my podcast. So who else is going to host it? Happy freaking Monday and happy freaking March. I'm kidding. Relax. That was a silly little joke. It is very much February 19th. I double, actually I triple checked to make sure that it would be February 19th when this episode is released and it will be. That is a Maddie Mitchell guarantee, okay? Happy February 19th. I hope you had a fabulous weekend. I hope you're feeling well-rested and rejuvenated and ready to tackle literally whatever life throws at you this week. And I don't think that that's me asking too much of you. I really don't. I feel like weekends can either go one of two ways. It's either like you feel so amazing afterwards and you're like, "That that was exactly what I needed. Or you're like, I need six more weekends to feel well-rested. And I I get it. No matter which end of the spectrum you're on, I get it. Okay. Uh, I'm excited for this week's episode. We're talking about embarrassing moments. I asked you guys to write in with your most embarrassing moments and you delivered. Some of them were so embarrassing. I couldn't actually bring myself to read them a second time on the podcast. Like I went through these I scanned them to see which ones were super embarrassing. And if you're a person who suffers from secondhand embarrassment, this episode is probably going to be a little bit uncomfortable for you because it was uncomfortable for me to read them. So we're in it together. We're all in this together. To quote the great Kenny Ortega of High School Musical, we are all in this together. But before we get into these embarrassing moments, I have like quite literally a million things that I have to discuss with you. I'm recording this episode shocker to literally no one. As a surprise to literally no one, I am recording this episode the day before. I actually do have a good reason though. Thursday and Friday, I was just in my own world due to everything merch related. My merch launched on Friday, which was so exciting, but Thursday and Friday were just kind of chaotic to get everything in place and everything to where it needed to be. And then Friday after I launched... I was just like on this weird adrenaline high and I could not, I was not in any state of mind to be recording a podcast episode, you know, but that is definitely one of my peaks of the week because the merch launch went super, super well. It was so, um, it went really smoothly, which was like my number one concern. I think I mentioned last week that this time around I did merch entirely on my own, which is exciting and it was actually really fun and really cool and I I liked having control over pretty much every aspect of it like I designed the website I designed two of the three merch designs um, and then I, I got to pick out the different types and styles and all the variety and things like that and I did all of the marketing and all of that stuff on my own which I love doing but because of it because it was just kind of a one-man show a one-woman show if you will I was really afraid that like if anything went wrong during the launch, it's like, okay, figure it out. This is on you. So that was kind of, um, that was kind of stressful on like Thursday into Friday when I was launching. And then like literally three minutes before I was supposed to launch, I set off the fire alarm in my house accidentally. And so then that was just chaotic. And the whole morning, it was super windy on Friday morning. And so my dog, she gets super stressed when it's windy and like anxious and she follows me around the house. And it was like not a good day for her to be following me around the house because I was just like running around doing so many different things. And she was just on my tail. And her stress and my stress were just like not mixing well together so we were just like both kind of like a bundle of anxiety and then you punctuate that with the literal fire alarm going off it was it was too much and then I was like oh my god it's it's noon I have to 
I have to do this. And it went really smoothly and I'm so happy. You guys seem to like it or you're doing a fabulous job of lying to me. Either one. I don't care. Keep it up. No, I'm kidding. You guys have been, I'm like so beyond grateful at the response and how much everyone loved it. And it's, it's been like a really, really cool process, especially because as you guys know, because I talked about it so much, um, there was a lot of, a lot of frustration on my end with people ripping me off and trying to make a quick buck off of this. So it felt really good to kind of, it really did feel like I was in my reputation era. Like I was, I was claiming my work back very inspired heavily by Taylor Swift and that was kind of like a beautiful moment so it was just nice to see all of it kind of come to fruition in such a great way especially because my last merch launch was very um it was it was good a lot of it was really good um but I to be honest with you I still have not been paid from that merch launch and so I was excited to do this my way and to have full control over everything because that obviously makes it more rewarding um to know that like okay this was all me I love that um but also (laughs) this time I know I will at least get paid so that's what you would think is kind of the bare minimum with something like this but who's to say who's to say at this point so yeah the merch was amazing um and like I said I'm just like oh I'm so I'm so grateful and this whole experience with the how hard can it be boys do it of it all has just been so cool like start to finish like it's just been so insane um if you haven't seen the merch or you haven't really checked it out there's three designs like I said there's like one that that I call the classic design and it's just it's pretty straightforward it's pretty standard I really love like the look of it and you can get it in an embroidered crew neck that's kind of like the more minimalistic style there's an embroidered t-shirt The embroidered crew neck and the embroidered t-shirt are my two favorites. If you were asking me, those are my two faves because they're super like minimalistic. um, And I just like love the look of the font choice and everything in the super like small embroidered style. It looks really cool. Um, So I love the navy blue embroidered crew neck. The embroidered t-shirt is so cool. It's like this like washed black color. It's so soft. It's like the softest t-shirt I've ever worn. Um, and I feel like you also don't see embroidered t-shirts too often. So that was kind of a cool thing. And then we have hoodies that are printed. We have t-shirts that are printed. I love the color of the hoodies and the t-shirts. They come in a few different colors. So that's fun that you can kind of pick and choose. That was something that I wanted to offer this time around because last time I had so many people being like, oh, can you make this sweatshirt in this color? And it's it's like frustrating because I had only chosen one color option. And so it's like, I wanted something that would appeal to everyone. So this time around you have a few different options when it comes to color choices, which is fun. Um, and then we have stickers, we have hats, trucker hats. The mug is really, really cool. The mug for the classic design is really cool. The mug is, um, it's pretty big. I feel like the normal size mug that you would get, at like I'm picturing like at like a touristy like gift shop there those are always so like teeny tiny and it's like you can barely fit anything in them so these are 15 ounce mugs which I like they have a red handle it's all red on the inside so it matches the design really well which I love it's I love it it's so good it's so cute Um, and then we have a children's design which I am so obsessed with and I'm 
so I think it's so cool that so many people have uh, told me that like, oh, I bought this for my niece or like I bought it for my daughter. We have onesies, we have toddler size t-shirts, we have youth size t-shirts, and then we also have the adult size t-shirts so that you can be twinning with your daughter or niece or some child in your life. I'm, a, I'm hoping it's, it's someone you know, though. That would be kind of ideal. Uh, so those designs are really cute. And then there's a comic book design that I have had this like vision in my head for so long. And unfortunately, when it comes to graphic design, like that's just like not my strong suit. But I worked with a fabulous graphic designer and she totally made my vision come to life. And I am obsessed with that. So that comes in a hoodie and a t-shirt. And I love those. And those are a little bit of a pricier they're a little bit of a pricier price, if you will. And it's because it's like a premium quality hoodie and t-shirt. I love them. There's a sticker for that as well. It's just everything. Everything is, is so cool. I'm obsessed with all of it. I've been wearing it nonstop. And, uh, like I said, there's something for everyone, which is really cool, but just a reminder, you can go check that out if you want. It's in the link tree in my bio. It'll be linked in the show notes as well. You can go to my Instagram if you want to see pictures of it. I'm sure you've seen them already though, and I'm sure you're kind of sick of it at this point, but I just I just wanted to chat about that really, really quickly. So anyways, that was a real peak of my week was Friday going so smoothly. I also had a peak of my week early last week. I was sent from Calafia Farms. So circling back to the dairy-free creamer of it all. I had been obsessed with this or obsessed with the idea of, I should say, obsessed with the idea of these two Califia Farms creamers, coffee creamers, which every time I talk about this, my European girlies, they're like, this is so American. And yes, and yes, it is. Thank you so much. And a lot of times they, they, DM me and they say, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know how to, it's like a, it's a cream that you put into your coffee and it gives it flavor. And it's, it's literally so American, especially when I start talking about the flavors and I'm like chocolate covered strawberry. But listen, I've been searching high and low as you guys know, because none of the stores near me carry these creamers, especially the fun flavors, which is the sad part. It's the sad part. And there's so many cow's milk creamers that are in all these fun flavors, but they hurt my stomach. So that's not really, that's feeling not fair. So Califia Farms came out with this almond milk creamer and it's chocolate covered strawberry. And then they also released a mint chocolate chip. And I had been replying to all of their Instagram stories saying, I need this in my life, something to that effect. And they finally were like, you know what, we'll send you something. And I was like, thank you so much. I think it was either that or like a restraining order. So they were like, here, we'll just send it to you. So I got it in the mail last week and I got the chocolate covered strawberry one and the mint chocolate chip. I tried them both. People were asking me for a review on the podcast, of course, and the chocolate covered strawberry one lives up to the hype. It fully lives up to the hype. It is exactly what I wanted. I'm sad because I don't think I'll be able to find it anywhere else again. So I, and I'm like almost done with the bottle that they sent me because it's actually, it's not that big of a bottle but it is really good. And it is kind of exactly what I was looking for. I tried the mint chocolate chip one like briefly. Like I just put like a little bit in a little glass of coffee of cold brew, 
that sounds so weird a glass of coffee but in like a a little glass just to kind of taste test it and it was like okay but I think I think it was also because like the ratio was off because it was such a small amount of coffee so I'm gonna try that one again and see and give it another another chance but I've just been using up the chocolate strawberry one because that one has been so good so I was really glad that it lived up to the hype that I had in my head because that would have been really truly so depressing but if you guys can find it the the chocolate covered strawberry one is only sold at target i know that much to be true so if you're looking for it that's where i would check if i were you i also had a fabulous day sorry i have so many peaks of the week this week like endless peaks which is weird and unusual for me but i'm loving it and kind of celebrating it and eating it up i spent my day yesterday i had such a fabulous saturday i was invited to this animal shelter. It's called the Hotel for Homeless Dogs. It's in Cumberland, Rhode Island. So if you live in Rhode Island or Massachusetts or Connecticut, I mean, realistically anywhere in New England, if you are looking to adopt a dog, if you're looking for a rescue, if you're looking to foster, I cannot recommend this place enough. So my friend Gretchen and I went and we took a tour of the place and we met the owner and they've been doing this for a few years now. And it's, it's crazy. They have, you know, when you think of an animal shelter, I think a lot of times you think of like a really sad kind of depressing looking place where like the animals are all like caged in. And that is not the vibe in this place at all. It's so bright and colorful, which just makes it so happy. I also love the concept of like, it's a hotel, like they're checking in, they're checking out. Like that's the goal is to get them in and out, um, which is beautiful because that means that dogs are getting placed with people that want to have them for the rest of their lives, which is beautiful. But they, the rooms that they stay in have like clear, like uh, glass doors that they're in so it doesn't look it doesn't look like they're trapped in cages they all have cute little beds they have um they even have a couple of like twin si- like full twin size beds that the dogs sleep on it's so cute all the dogs were obviously so adorable and they didn't even have they didn't have that many in their facility when we went but they have 75 dogs that are in their care right now and most of them are fosters so most of them don't even stay in the facility they stay with foster families but it is it is just like an insane operation and I was just like learning so much. They get all of their dogs for the most part um, transported to them from down south from Georgia and Alabama and Mississippi. When we were leaving, we actually saw three dogs that were coming in from I think it was Alabama and then they were getting 17 more dogs in later that night from Mississippi. And I was just learning about the heinous, 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 heinous uh, dog shelters down there and just the way that they treat animals down south and it is nauseating and luckily there are people like this woman that that take them into her care but it was it was such a cool experience and again I just kind of wanted to reiterate if you're looking for a dog and you're in New England like I cannot recommend this place enough it was so cool and it is such a such a great facility that with people that really truly care which is which is really nice and then Gretchen and I went and got Raising Canes. So it was kind of like an ideal Saturday for me. It was spending time with dogs and then going to get Raising Canes. If you aren't from the U.S. Or honestly, I don't know how widespread Raising Canes is. It's obviously, I know it's big down south, but it's 
it's like a chicken finger place and it's amazing. It's amazing. And I got it a lot when I was in South Carolina and they don't have any like really near me. They have one in Boston that actually Gretchen and I went to back in December but even then it like wasn't as good because we like drove to it and then we had to drive back. It was like, took us like 20 minutes to get back. So it was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't as fresh. And this time we ate it fresh and it was, it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was everything I could ever imagine. And it's because they just opened one in Rhode Island. So it's like, while we're here, we literally have to go. And it was everything and more. So I had, I've had a fabulous weekend to speak my truth. My valley of the week is kind of just the aforementioned stress that I was experiencing this week leading up to the launch of the merch and everything. It was just, I feel like I was like really on edge for a few days, but obviously that's in the past. So that's beautiful. And then my other valley of the week is that it was like really nice here last weekend, which obviously isn't a valley, but it is a valley when it only lasts for a couple of days and then it goes back to freezing cold temperatures. That to me is worse than when it's just miserable out there. I said it like I would almost rather be just consistently miserable out than have a couple of days where it's like really, really nice. It was sunny. It was like, I don't want to say warm because it was like 55 degrees. Actually, I think it did get up to 60 one day. So it just felt really like springy and nice. And I was loving it. I was like walking outside. I was feeling like my mood had shifted. And then like two days later, it was back to 25 degrees. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? It just makes it, it makes it suck that much worse. So that, that has also been a valley. My Pass the Ox song of the week is Texas Hold'em by Beyonce because that song is kind of everything to me. I'm so excited for this album of hers. I think it's going to be so good. Um, but I'm loving, I'm literally loving that song right now. Okay. For traffic report, I really quickly wanted to touch on love is blind season six. It came out last Wednesday and love is blind is probably, I think it's like the only real like dating reality show that I watch. And honestly, reality show that I watch in general, I think I like it because it's so manageable. It's just like, you know, one season at a time, like 10 episodes or 12 episodes. It's like super easy and concise and it comes out within the course of like a month so it just feels manageable you know what I mean um and then on the flip side the other show I watch is Love Island but which is the opposite of manageable because it's every single fucking day but Love is Blind season six is so juicy already like the thing with the show is like every season is so different you know what I mean I feel like shows like The Bachelor are just like so repetitive and I feel like with this show, there's like similar tropes, but it's, it is really, really different every single time. And, uh, this season is just fucking insane. And there's always one, there's literally always one. And this season, his name is Jimmy and he is, it's, listen, listen, if you haven't watched the show and you aren't planning on it, let me just give you like a quick little breakdown so this guy Jimmy he was in there were so many love triangles this season too that I like couldn't keep track of everyone but he when they were in the pods which means that they couldn't see each other so they were just dating through a wall he was dating these two girls Chelsea and Jess and those were kind of like his final two and he he had to decide between these two now him and this girl Jess I thought had a better connection overall until she told him that she is a mom and she has a 10 year old daughter in which case he totally like shut down and like freaked out and clearly that was not something that he was going to be 
going to be wanting. He like totally after that, everything kind of totally shifted. Um, and then, and then I think he kind of started gravitating towards Chelsea, which I don't think in my opinion, they were as good together, but I think he was just like, well, this is my other option. So I'll just kind of go full steam ahead with her. And she, at one point she asked him, which I hate, I hate when they do this. Cause I'm like the whole point of the show is to not talk about what you look like is to not know what you look like. So I hate when they ask these little roundabout questions. Cause I'm like, you're just ruining it for yourself. Like, why are you doing that? And I think she asked him, she was like, do you have any like celebrity lookalikes? Like, is there any celebrity that people tell you that you look like? And he was like, I don't think he even told us what his was, but he said, yes, I don't know. I don't know who he looks like, but he looks like every guy that I went to college with kind of, but worse. And, and I'm only saying that because he has a vile personality, like, don't worry. But he asked her, is there anyone that you look like that people tell you you look like? And she says, Megan Fox. Now listen, people are saying she looks nothing like Megan Fox. I see similarities. I do. There are, there are vague similarities. Um, I don't think I would be telling someone that that is a crazy thing to say. If someone like, because I think it it gives this like unrealistic expectation and she knew what she was doing by saying that she knew what she was doing. And I think she was trying to say to him, like, I'm really hot kind of. That's, I think, what she was going for with that. I would literally never do that. I would under, I would undersell myself so bad because no, I don't want you thinking I look, if you have Megan Fox in your head and then you see me in real life for the first time, any other, if you look any other way, it's going to be a disappointment. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't take like the pinnacle of, of beauty essentially and be like, yeah, that's me. I would never, I would never do that. I would say I looked like a toilet brush so that anything that you see is going to be a step up. Do you know what I mean? But she, she chose a different path. And so she tells him that she looks like Megan Fox and she was in her defense. She was very much like, no, it's just cause I have like light eyes and blue hair, I, blue hair, dark hair and blue eyes. That's what she was saying. And so she very much was like, like, I don't see it, but like you said it, you still said it. That was still something that you said with your whole chest. And so then he has in his head that I think that was the icing on the cake for him was he already was like, okay, you don't have a 10 year old child. So that's fabulous. And you look like Megan Fox. Perfect. And then when they do the reveal, he is visibly shaken. He is visibly thinking in his head, hmm, that's not Megan Fox. And and he was not afraid to kind of like wear that expression proudly in a weird way. There is inevitably every season one reveal where I am like wincing and I can't, I simultaneously can't look away from my screen fast enough and I also just can't look away. And their reveal was that for me for this season. It was, it was a lot to take in. She was overly excited. And I think this is, this happens also every time that there's a love triangle. I think when they find out that like the other person is talking to someone else, it just becomes competitive and it becomes like, I, I don't even know if I like you anymore, but I just don't want this other girl to win or I don't want this other guy to win. So it just becomes so superficial in that sense. And I think that definitely happened here. And 
their reveal was so awkward. She was so excited and very like juvenile. Like she was running to him and like panting and like jumping up and down in a way that was, was a lot to take in. And he was the total antithesis. So it was like a very stark contrast. It was a, there was a lot going on there that was different. Like they were experiencing two very different emotions in that moment and neither of them were doing a good job of hiding it. So that was a lot. There's also, Oh, he also then, then when they go to, where do they go? Dominican Republic, I think on their like honeymoon, I guess. And they are like meeting the other couples. They meet the other couples and he says about one of the other girls there, he's like, Oh, like she has such a huge ass. He doesn't say it like that, but he was like visibly hitting on this girl in front of his fiance. It was so bad. And they're also like laying in bed one night and she's like, so what was like the first thing you noticed about me? And he's like, um, you have ideal teeth. Um, what? You have really, your teeth are really ideal. What is that? What does that mean? And let me tell you, let me further reiterate. He did not say you have a nice smile. That that's a compliment. Someone tells me I have ideal teeth. Are you good? Are you literally okay? And she was saying that like the first thing she noticed about him was his eyes. It was, it was sad. They're obviously, I don't even think they'll make it to the altar if I'm being honest with you. But then there was this other guy named Matthew and he was he was kind of strange from the jump because he just kept walking out like he would talk to a girl for a few minutes and then he would just walk out because I guess he he'd made up his mind and then it seemed like he was getting along with this one girl AD and she seemed to be like the one girl that broke through his shell and he was vibing with and getting along with and so I went from thinking like, okay, this guy is like so standoffish, like he's being kind of rude to these people to them being like, okay, wait, maybe he just like needed to find the right person and they seem to be a really good match. And I was loving the two of them together, was loving them. And it seemed like he was all in and she was all in. She was talking to another guy too, but she had kind of like had like a little bit of a tiff with him. So then I think she went like all in with Matthew. It was great until she's in the lounge with all the other girls one night and she starts hearing this other girl say that, say some things that Matthew had said to her. And it's like verbatim the same thing. Like, I want to ask your dad for your hand in marriage. Like, if I can't do that, then like we should just leave here together like crazy shit. And he was saying verbatim the same thing to both of these girls about like leaving together and getting married, like insane. And then she confronted him and he was like, no, I didn't say that, which is like crazy also they didn't roll the tapes which I thought was really rude because I'm like if you have someone on the show that is being constantly televised and they're saying oh no I didn't do that uh show us literally show us so I can decide who's lying here but I don't I don't think this other girl was lying I think Matthew was lying and so then this girl AD called him out for it the other girl that he was with gets up and leaves the whole show and then he ends up leaving. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But it's just, it's crazy. The season is so crazy already. Anyways, without further ado, after 27 minutes of talking, let's dive into embarrassing moments. Okay, so like I said, I didn't choose some of them because they were like too painful. Like I was cringing internally so hard. And my heart and soul goes out to the people that experience those moments firsthand. I truly cannot even imagine like I can't bring myself to fathom it 
Also, I didn't include many that were like from stories from when someone was five because like nothing is embarrassing when you're five. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you peed your pants when you were five. Okay, you were five. Like, it's kind of a built-in excuse. You're fine. So I tried to choose some that were were from from a full adult people or at least like high school aged. So let's dive in. I had gas so bad one day at work that they thought a sewage pipe had broken. Do you know how vulnerable of a state you have to be in to type out that sentence and submit it to a podcast? Like you are truly braver than the Marines. And I mean that. They called in the maintenance guy to come check out the break room, which was next to my cubicle. As he was leaving, I followed him into the hallway to tell him not to start ripping out any walls. Oh my God. I guess I like didn't put two and two together that, yeah, like if a pipe had broken, you would need to rip out the walls to repair said pipe. But obviously that wasn't the case here. Uh, that it was just a girl with major intestinal distress. OMG. Now, 22 years later, I am gluten-free and sugar-free and never have gas, ever. Keep up your dairy-free streak, Maddie. It could save you from telling the maintenance guy that your farts smell like sewage. And that is reason enough. That is reason enough for me to literally never touch a dairy product ever again. That is heinous. But also, let me just say, had I been in your position, I would have taken that to the grave. I would have said, break down the wall. Yeah, fix the fucking pipe. I don't know what's going on. I would have denied until I died. Are you kidding? You are, you, to some extent, you have no shame. Like that is, and I mean that in a good way. I mean, like, I'm like so thoroughly impressed with you because I I could never do that. I would fully sit there and watch him break down that wall and I'd be like, ooh, I hope it's, I hope this one isn't too tough of a repair. Like, that's crazy. I would be sitting there giving commentary. I'd be like, oh, this is, this is nuts. I would let the company spend all that money on, on breaking down the walls and repairing the pipes. I would do that with my whole chest. Okay. Next up we have, you know, those butt scrunch leggings? I do. Well, I thought it was a good idea to buy a cute little pair from Shein. Never. It's, that's never going to be a good idea, babe. It's never going to be a good idea. It was cute for about three trips to the gym. Let me set the stage. I'm mid squat set at the very front of Planet Fitness. So brave. Also, let me just say everything in a gym setting is amplified. So if you embarrass yourself at the gym, it for some reason is like so much more embarrassing than like any other public setting. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it's so vulnerable. Like you're in tight clothes, you're sweaty, you're just, it's just like a high stakes, really, really vulnerable situation. So when something embarrassing happens, it's heightened. The gym is packed with treadmills, bicycles, ellipticals, and weight machines. I'm using a Smith machine. I hit a deep ass squat and those leggings give out right at the butt seam. I went commando that day. Yeah. Yes, you did. You did. I had to grab my shit and run. I left everything in my locker, made my sister go get it the next day and canceled my membership over the phone. You know what? One thing I have to applaud you for is the way that you handled the post embarrassing moment, you did everything right. You did everything right. That's exactly how I would have gone about it. I would have said, you know what? I'm, I'm stopping and dropping and rolling. I'm exiting the, I'm vacating the premises. I'm evacuating the dance floor. I'm leaving. I'm leaving and I will literally never return. You did everything right. So at least you have that going for you. Also, this is a fabulous reminder. If there's one area 
in your life that you shouldn't be skimping out on, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be stingy about, it's going to be activewear every single time. Whenever I'm like, maybe I'll buy those leggings on Amazon because everyone seems to love, no, they always end up being such poor quality that they're either like see-through or one time I got like a, a workout set from Amazon and it was as thick as cardboard. It was like, I couldn't even move in it. It's, it's just never going to be what you think it is. It will always be worth it to kind of splurge for active wear because it'll last longer and you won't have to worry about your butt seam ripping. I remember, did I tell you guys this? I don't know when this was. I think it was in like, like last spring. I went for a walk in the woods as I do. And I was wearing these leggings from Old Navy and I actually really liked these leggings for I wore them like all the time they were super super soft and obviously you know they're from Old Navy so they were probably like 30 35 dollars um I wore them all the time which I think that was my mistake is like things like that they do have a a shorter lifespan and I was pushing them to the limits which was also insane because it's not like I had had them for years I'd probably had them for a few months but I was wearing them all the time and they fully ripped in the crotch on a walk in the woods like that is so excessive I was walking. I wasn't like doing any excessive exercise. And I remember I had been searching high and low because it was like kind of a weird like niche pair of leggings. Like it wasn't their like standard ones. And so I had been searching high and low to buy more of them and I couldn't find them anywhere. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'm never buying leggings from Old Navy again. And it's like, sure, most of the time you'll be fine. But on those off chances, it's it's just never going to be worth it. It's never going to be worth it. Okay, moving on. I was doing a branding photo session at a skate park and I had a big backdrop out in this clearing and we had paint and lemons and stuff that you wouldn't normally have set up in the middle of a state park. Sure, that's totally fair. I typically don't set up paint and lemons in a state park. So we draw this one family's attention and the guy says in a British accent, is this a lemon photo shoot? That was kind of good. Hold on. Let me try again. Is this a lemon photo shoot? And and I turned around and I said, "Um, yeah, it's for her brand. Are you Mick Jagger? And he smiled and said, yes, sure enough, it was. Wait, I thought the embarrassing moment was going to be that like you heard a British man and you assumed it was Mick Jagger. So now I'm intrigued. Uh, And he smiled and said, yes, sure enough, it was. This is where it gets embarrassing. Okay, shoot. I was so starstruck. I couldn't think of a normal human response. So I just went, I grew up thinking I had the moves like you. No. No. First of all, I was 20 when the song Moves Like Jagger came out. (laughs) So what was I even talking about? Secondly, why would I make that reference? My brother was like, you do realize that that song is talking about sex moves, right? And I just made that reference to Mick Jagger's face. He looked ashamed of me. and walked away I always thought I'd be chill if I met a celebrity but clearly not I still get embarrassed thinking about it it's not even it's not even the fact of like what the song is about it's just like that's a crazy sentence I grew up thinking I had the moves like you like that (laughs) that's that's just like not something you would ever want to say to Mick Jagger of all people oh you are in my thoughts and prayers that is hilarious also like what are the odds that you met Mick Jagger Like that is just, that's a crazy, a crazy scenario to find yourself in. You handled it the way that I would totally expect you to handle it. Do you know what I mean? Like that tracks, it totally tracks. People like Mick Jagger 
he is living in such a weird alternate reality where like people are constantly embarrassing themselves in front of him do you know what I mean like when you're that level of famous it's just like constantly you're seeing people like not be able to speak around you or like be so weird and just unhuman that I would imagine that was honestly kind of normal for him so that was probably like one of the least weird interactions he's had in the grand scheme of things so look at it from that point of view okay I left the house and drove to work without any pants like how does that happen realized in the work parking lot that I was not wearing said pants and had to call to explain why I was going to be late when they could see me driving in the parking lot yeah yeah like that is embarrassing but genuinely how distracted or like sidetracked do you have to be that you leave the house without pants like weren't your legs cold weren't your legs cold like I'm trying to think of I've never done anything even remotely similar to this maybe I'm trying to envision like what you would have been wearing I I get it when people say that they like went to school in their pajamas or like drove to work in their pajamas that makes sense because like you're just you know you're running around you're getting ready maybe you're doing your hair and your makeup making breakfast and then you just like forget about the changing of the clothes that makes more sense to me because it's like still it feels like you're wearing clothes when you leave so that feels normal but not wearing any pants that's not that's feeling so abnormal that is feeling borderline illegal because it it is to some extent right I don't know how you how you do that but wow that must have been that must have been a tough one to explain to your coworkers. okay buckle up I hope I can explain this well my husband works in an office with 12 other people this last Christmas I had gifts for all of them nothing big just a jar of Biscoff spread with a little card that said spread joy this holiday season cheesy but easy to do okay no I think that's cute I love a pun based gift it always hits naturally we had bought a jar of biscoffs for ourselves too because it's delicious fast forward to a couple hours after I go to hand out all the jars at the people to the people at the office I thought man now I want some biscoffs so I went to open our jar which we had already been snacking on the previous day I mean it was already like half gone and the foil liner was still across the top never been opened by quick deductive reasoning I realized that this meant our open jar scoop marks and germs and all was handed out to someone there were still a couple of people at the office so I ran over there having to embarrassingly explain to them (laughs) that one of the jars was open nope that was four out of 12 down surely it has to be the next person we ask so I can save us some embarrassment of not telling literally every person now you might be thinking this isn't that big of a deal which it's not but we live in a very small town and some of the people in the office are family my husband is the youngest one there and I often feel like I get treated like a young person who doesn't know anything which is a different discussion but I felt like this was just a way of confirming that young and irresponsible over here anyway my husband started texting people one by one to check and and explaining we'll switch them out tomorrow it was indeed literally the 12th person we had to go through everyone very humbling that is funny and it's like yeah it's like not that embarrassing like that's like super human I feel but I get that like that panic you would have in that moment of like fuck someone else has my jar of biscoff like that yeah that's that's not something you want to you want to go through that's funny though okay I got dumped at a hockey game with a group of friends he got up to go to the bathroom and was taking a while he said he had to go to the other side of the arena and he'd be back random 
Like what could, okay. Um, I told him I was going to get drinks and he asked me to grab him one. I got us both drinks and stood by the entrance to our seating area and waited. He strung me along for like 30 minutes before telling me he hates my friends and all kinds of negative things about my body. What? He moved to Georgia from Ohio three days later. It was freaking weird, but so embarrassing to be dumped in public when I'd never been dumped in my life. We'd been spending every day together for the previous four months and there were never any issues. That is so weird and like so excessive to do that in a public setting. I I understand why you would find that to be embarrassing, but that's also just like textbook strange strange male behavior. So it's it's literally nothing you did. That much I know for sure. It's just it's just a guy being weird. And unfortunately you were collateral damage in that instance, which sucks. It sucks, but but it's it's just a guy being weird. I was at my gym. See no, I already know this one's gonna be like making me sweat. I was at my gym waiting for a machine to open up. While waiting, I was in a separate room doing a different exercise, but I could still see the machine I was waiting for because the room had glass walls. When the machine opened up, I started to sprint walk towards the machine. I'm naturally a very fast walker. Love that for you. Weird flex. And in my fit of excitement, I'm kidding. I'm also a fast walker. Weird flex. I just feel like I I wanted to make that known. In my fit of excitement to get to the machine, I walked straight into one of the glass walls. No while walking full speed, causing an absolute scene. The sound made from my face hitting the wall was so loud, (laughs) and the gym workers rushed over to me. I played it off like I was cool and collected, but I was truly dead inside. There was a large grease mark left on the glass from my face since I was sweating while working out. I did take a pic of the grease mark for memories. Please send it to me. Please send it to me. That's hilarious. Also, for some reason, like tripping or falling or anything of that sort is so embarrassing, which is like, I, I don't, it, it shouldn't be because it's just like, oh, you act like, okay, you can't control that. Like you just tripped. Everyone trips from time to time. But the worst thing is when you like trip and fall and you're like with people, like you're with your friends or you're with people, you know, and it hurts so fucking bad. Like you trip and fall, maybe you like twist your ear in a huge amount of pain and you like feel the tears welling up in your eye as just like an instant reaction from the pain. And then your friends are kind of like laughing and they're like, oh my God, like, are you okay? And you don't want to be that person that starts fucking crying. And it's like, no, that really hurt. But that's what you want to do because that's just like, that's naturally just kind of your biological physical reaction but you have to be tough guy capital t capital g and so you're like no i'm fine i'm fine yes that's crazy that is like that is such a it's not a good moment it's not a good moment it's never gonna be a good moment oh i hate i hate that like even just like thinking about that makes me cringe okay 
This happened literally two days ago, but I was walking around the upstairs of my house talking to myself about the show that I was watching, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, in case you're curious. I was, honestly. Like, I was recapping every season I've watched so far and talking about the characters and everything. This was, like, probably a 10-minute thing. And at one point, I looked into my brother's room, and he was just in there trying to sleep, but he was definitely not succeeding he didn't acknowledge it or anything, but I literally was so scared to show my face. I was humiliated. <laughs> That's like, it's one of those things where it's like, how do you explain that to someone else? How do you explain why you were walking around your house recapping the shit? Like you, you can't, you can't talk your way out of that. That's just like a weird, it's a weird thing. I get it. I totally get it. But a lot of people be like, why, why were you ta- like, why were you doing that? That's so strange. It's kind of, um, I remember, remember when people would always say like me doing my makeup, pretending that I'm like doing a YouTube tutorial or something like that. Like imagine having to explain that to someone else. Like you're just sitting there doing your makeup and you're like, okay, next I'm going to go in with my blah, blah, blah. And someone walks in and you're like, I, yeah, I don't know. There's no explanation besides like, it's fun and I'm playing make-believe. Like, I don't know. That's so funny. Okay. When I was in college, I was on a third date and heading towards all that a third date entails. On the ride home together, he had to immediately stop the car so I could have diarrhea on the front lawn of an elementary school? What? I had to ditch my pants there and drive home sans any bottoms. No. I'm sorry. You are driving home with this man that you kind of barely know. And you're like, wait, pull over for a second. I'm going to shit myself in the front lawn of an elementary And then, And then you have the audacity to get back in the car semi-nude. Turns out some had leaked out in the car too. I'm done. I'm done. No. Drove home with the windows down and prayed I never saw him again. That is beyond heinous. That is heinous and foul. And oh my, oh my God. I'm like surprised I had the courage to read that one, but I hope, I hope you're, I wish you well. That's all I have to say. I wish you well. I hope you're doing okay. Okay. Moving on as, as swiftly as I possibly can. I was at the opening of a big brand new regional office and the owner of the company was giving a speech. We were all seated at long tables, like a wedding reception type of table, but they cheaped out on the chairs, which were the type of chair that folds. I'm overweight. No shame in that, but those chairs are never your friend. I felt my chair kind of sliding, but I never thought that the legs were actually spreading open like a newborn baby deer. No, 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 no. Not like a newborn baby deer. Also, what a fantastic visual. Thank you so much for that analogy because it's, it is painting a picture. I fell in such slow motion that you would have... <laughs> He would have thought it gave me time to react, but I didn't know. I wouldn't either because you're just kind of like, there's no way this is actually happening. There's literally no way this is happening. The guy sitting right next to me (laughs) literally (laughs) kept eye contact (laughs) as I was on my way down to the board. Also, she wrote OMW, which I just think is so funny. 
because you say that when you're like, okay, I'm on my way, on my way to your house. It, <laughs> but in this context, I was on my way to the floor, <laughs> but no one did anything. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure everyone was equally in disbelief. It's like, there's no way this is happening. The speech was still going on. As I hit the floor, we were starting to LOL and the speech got stopped. No, people finally helped me. <laughs> And I had to leave the room because I could not stop laughing. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the best story I've ever read. The way that you wrote that was so beautiful. I fell in such slow motion you would have thought it gave me time to react, but I didn't. I can't. I can't. That is hilarious. Thank you so much for sharing. And also I'm glad that you like left the room laughing because that's like the only way. Like that's just it is just like at the end of the day, like that's funny. Like what are the odds? And what, like, cheap-ass chairs. It's like they got the chairs from Shein, too. Okay? It's obviously not your fault. It's because they bought chairs from Shein. And who would do that? Cheap-ass company. Okay. Anyways. One semester in college, I took a psychology class about relationships. I was a psych major, so we had to take electives like these. It was a huge class with at least 120 students in a big lecture hall, and the professor was all about interacting with the students throughout the class instead of just talking at us the whole time. One day, the lecture topic was about the formation of romantic relationships and the subject of flirting came up. The professor asked the class for a show of hands of who thought they were good at flirting. Thinking it was a funny question and that a lot of people would casually raise their hand as a joke, in hindsight, I do... I literally do not know why I thought this. I sarcastically raised my hand halfway and instantly realized that I was the only person in the whole class to do so. Unfortunately, the professor saw me before I could put my hand down and asked me to give flirting advice to the class. No, 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 no. Imagine what it's like to give 120 adults to turn around in unison to see exactly which dumbass self-reported being a good flirt at 9am on a Thursday and the person they're all staring at is you. My life truly flashed before my eyes as I tried to explain that I was being sarcastic and that I don't actually think I'm good at flirting. Okay, at least you went that route and you didn't try and double down. You just tried to back out and I admire you. Normalize backing out when you when you absolutely have to. I think that that's something that we should be normalizing, honestly. As the entire room was still staring at me, some grimacing and some nervous laughing on my behalf, the professor asked me a few follow-up questions about flirting. Questions that I cannot remember now because I think I momentarily blacked out for my own survival. Naturally, we all do. Eventually, the professor went back to her lecture, but I was very much that girl for the rest of the semester. This happened like eight years ago and it still haunts me when I least expect it. I totally get that. But I feel like you handled it really well. And... Because, like, honestly, if you were like, no, uh, ha, ha, like, I was kidding. It's like, okay, who's going to hold that against you? It was just like a silly prank, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> this story killed me when I first read it, so buckle up. It's it's not It's not even that embarrassing. It's just hilarious. Okay. This is hardly my most embarrassing moment, but it makes me laugh every time. Also, like, really quick pause because I feel like so many people wrote in and they're like, this definitely is not my most embarrassing moment. And it's because we just, like, black out our most embarrassing moments. You know what I mean? I can't, I cannot recall, like, an embarrassing moment that I've had. I, sometimes I can late at night. You know what I mean? They all come flooding back to my memory, but I do think out of self-preservation, we never can actually remember 
the intimate details of our most embarrassing moment. And that is beautiful. I think that is an element of human nature that we should celebrate. And I don't think we celebrate it enough, honestly. Okay. I was shopping at a little boutique grocery store near my house and they have this little freezer of fancy ice cream that I always examine thoroughly because yum. One time I see this very sleek looking carton with old fashioned vanilla. That was the name of the ice cream. And I turn to the saleswoman and say, is this new? And she goes, I think so. It's really good. And I say, wow, I've never heard of this flavor. I'm getting it. The lady looked a little perplexed, but I was too excited to care. I continued talking about how creative the flavor is and how I couldn't wait to try it. And the lady looked at me like I had to be joking, but I was not. As she checked me out, I was like, oh, do you not need to see my ID because of the flavor? And she was like, what the fuck? No, it's ice cream. And I was like, huh, okay. I get home and tell my husband that I have an amazing ice cream surprise and he would never guess the flavor. Later that day, he was eating some and I was like, oh my God, how is it? And he was like, honey, it's fine it's fucking vanilla ice cream and I was like no it's old-fashioned flavored like whiskey my alcoholic ass had failed to understand that the flavor was old-fashioned vanilla the lady at the store thought I was flipping out because I'd never seen vanilla ice cream and she probably thought I'd been locked in a basement for 20 years and was just discovering the world of basic flavored ice cream that's so funny that is so funny inherently but also this is kind of beautiful because you weren't embarrassed in the moment like when you should have been embarrassed was this interaction with the lady at the store and you weren't embarrassed in that moment because you were so unaware and I think that's kind of beautiful too like that should be celebrated the fact that in the moment you weren't even granted the opportunity to be embarrassed you were blissfully unaware and that's beautiful that's beautiful you only were embarrassed eventually in the comfort of your own home and I think that that's great it's kind of an ideal situation except I would be nervous to go back to the store me personally but also they do make alcoholic ice cream there was a place um there's like a local ice cream place it's like a it's like a chain but it's I think it's only in Massachusetts and they had one right by my college and they would sell these pints of alcoholic ice cream And I never, I literally never tried it. What was it called? It was like tipsy scoops, tipsy scoops or something like that. So it does exist. And honestly, I feel like that would be an ice cream flavor, old fashioned, like old fashioned vanilla. It could taste like whiskey with a hint of vanilla ice cream, like kind of like the root beer float, but the whiskey version, you know what? Now that I'm saying it out loud, just make this, just go and make old fashioned vanilla ice cream I think people would really eat it up it's actually a fabulous idea that you conjured up in your own imagination and that's beautiful and again that should be celebrated always okay in seventh grade someone pantsed me at a sleepover they took a photo on a disposable camera had it developed and spread it around school I refused to go back to school for a week I think that's child pornography to some extent is that not Hmm. Either way, that's heinous and not consensual. And that person should have gotten in trouble. That's really, that is really fucked up. I'm sorry. But that's like distribution of, like, that's (laughs) not to be, not to be like law enforcement over here, but that's not okay at all. I hope that, 
I hope that someone had to face repercussions for their actions there. Okay, I got to be friends with a new attorney sharing our office. Approximately my age, new to town, we'd have lunch or just chat as we went back and forth throughout the day. One day, she told me that she was leaving and going to work for Mr. W a few streets away. And I said, oh no, I know you're new here, but he has a really awful reputation. The worst sort of ambulance chaser, etc. A long, long beat of silence. And she said, uh, he's my father-in-law. Ugh. No, I think all of us have been in some type of situation like that in our lives where we just talk, where we just talk a little bit too much and then we're like, oh, oh, totally. No, to-. And what I meant by that, actually, I didn't, I meant to say he has a, a really awfully good reputation. He has such an awfully fine reputation around town. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and when I said worst, I meant best, obviously, like, of course, you know how the kids say that, like, we've all been in a situation like that, where you think, and why did I say that? Like, and why did I say that? Like, I just should have kept my mouth shut, but you know what? It's fine. We've all been there. You're fine. I want to know if you guys are still friends though. Like, did you make it past that? That would have been tough. Also, one thing I will say is at least it's her father-in-law and not her father, that does add a certain degree of separation where like she might not like her father-in-law she might not like him but she might have just said it because she felt like she had to be like okay well just so you know that is my father-in-law but that doesn't necessarily mean anything if it was like her husband or her father or someone really you know with the one degree of separation that would be different but I feel like that's fine that's fine This is an embarrassing story, but also hilarious. I was nannying for a family with three kids. The ages were 9, 11, and 12. The mom worked from home and stayed in her office most of the day. One day, their grandpa was visiting, so he was also at the house during the day, but kept out of the way. So this day, we were playing hide-and-seek, and I decided to hide in the shower with the shower curtain shut. I heard the door open, but I stayed silent. I figured the kids had found me. I'm standing still in the shower. When I hear the toilet open, I start hearing a stream of piss and I realize that the grandpa is peeing in the bathroom. I stood in the shower silent and prayed he wouldn't hear me. Eventually, he washed his hands and left and I got out of there as fast as I could. The kids realized what happened and I made them swear to never tell. That's hilarious. But also, I would be, I too would be pissing my pants. We would, we would be pissing together in tandem I don't like this analogy that I'm setting up but I would be so nervous that I would say something I would freeze in that moment that is so scary also you're lucky that that's all he did you were like so incredibly lucky that that's all he did in the bathroom that is (laughs) like what are the odds also you're lucky that you didn't scare him because I could like he's an old man like that could have gone really that could have gone south that is really funny though thank you for sharing that's hilarious okay I broke my leg in front of my entire senior class we were at a gym and while attempting a backflip on a trampoline I landed with my knee locked and broke my leg oh god for reasons still unclear to me instead of calling an ambulance they called my mom to come get me and she couldn't be there for another hour because of work that's feeling incorrect because <laughs> it's like okay even if for whatever reason they decided to forego the ambulance to call your mom first once they found out that it was going to be an hour wouldn't they've been like okay well 
we need we need to get her out of here sooner than that so now we can resort to calling the ambulance that's insane they left me lying on the trampoline in agony after I actually fainted from the pain waiting for my mom while everyone around me pretended I wasn't there no no not them like still jumping on the trampolines wait this is like negligence like this has to be illegal not me (laughs) not me bringing up the legality of everything but like that's not okay then when my mom got there they had a teenage boy in my class who I happened to have a huge crush on at the time of course of course that's who it was carry me to my mom's car as I screamed every time my leg would move which was often considering this was a teenage boy carrying me out to the car I actually remember him sweating and his arms shaking and at some point him straddling me to get me into the car. (laughs) That was honestly probably like, this is probably an embarrassing moment for him. He's probably looking back and he's like, why was I straddling her to get her in the car? (laughs) So that's kind of like fun. Maybe that's something you guys have in common. Um, The worst part was that people were taking photos left and right. And after returning home from the hospital, I got on social media to see a bunch of posted pictures that classmates had taken of their fun, exciting day at the gym. And I was in the background of most of them lying on the trampoline crying. I had to message all of them to get the photos taken down. Stop. That is sad. But that is also just kind of like weird torture. Like, why did they do that to you? Why did any adult at that point in time sign off on that? That is heinous. I feel like they did everything wrong that they could have possibly done in that moment. That And that's not your fault. So that's, again, that's beautiful and that should be celebrated. Okay, last one we have here. Also, fabulous reminder, follow the podcast on Instagram. Give the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave a rating on Spotify. Maybe send this episode to a friend if you've been enjoying it and tell them to give it a listen or share on your story that you're listening to this episode to spread the good word. You can also become the passenger of the week by submitting a parked car convos related meme or taking a picture of this podcast episode playing on your car's radio screen. Okay, that's my shtick. Let's get into the last embarrassing moment. I have probably repressed my most embarrassing moment, like we all have, totally, but a recent embarrassing moment still lives rent-free in my head. I was leaving an intense and borderline hostile meeting at work. As we're walking out of the meeting, many of us headed to the stairwell to return to our respective floors. One of my coworkers, who is particularly unpleasant, held the door for me to go into the stairwell. She was holding the door with one arm resting on the side of the door. Now, why I would think she was giving me a hug is beyond me because she is certainly not a hugger, but I saw her arm out and I went in for a really uncomfortable hug. I thought she was taking pity on me for having a tough meeting. She was visibly confused and likely internally annoyed. Wow. Wow. And again, it's for some reason, it feels like those instances where it's just like a simple misunderstanding or like misreading a situation, those tend to be the ones that stick with us. They tend to be like, for some reason, the most embarrassing, which is like funny because in hindsight and in theory, getting diarrhea on the front lawn of a middle school or elementary school is way more embarrassing than like giving your coworker a hug. Because you thought that she was 
trying to give you a hug but she just like wasn't at all but for some reason like that would just like stick with me for years to come so my thoughts and prayers are with you honestly to everyone who shared their embarrassing moments like thank you so much truly this episode would not have been possible without you so thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you guys for listening and I will chat with you next Monday